0: I'm Megan. I'm Colin. And this is Pet Sitter Sitter Confessional, Confessional. an open and honest discussion about life as a pet sitter. Hello. Welcome to episode 262. Hello. (laughs) Thank you to our wonderful Patreon members and special thank you to our newest Patreon member, Yvonne.
1: Yes, thank you, Yvonne, for joining the Patreon, and we're looking forward to getting to know you more.
0: Depending on the tier, our Patreon members get access to a monthly meetup. We're thinking about starting up a book club, and they also get access to early released episodes. So if you would like to learn more about that, you can do so at PetSitterConfessional.com slash support. We survived our trip to the Texas Pet Sitters Conference in New Braunfels, Texas. <laughs> It was quite a long drive, but very much worth it. It was really a fast-paced week that left us wishing that we had more time with everyone. There really wasn't enough time. We stayed up late and had wonderful conversations, but we wish there was more time for getting to know everyone and their businesses. It was our first in-person Pet Sitter Conference that we've been able to attend. The past few years, we've done the online conferences, thanks to COVID, and wow, this, this was exactly what we needed, what we wanted, and we got so much out of physically seeing people and basically transferring Facebook icons to actual people and Instagram handles to people. It was great meeting everybody, and we can't wait to go again soon.
1: So other than it really being our first opportunity to attend an in-person conference, why did we decide it was time for us to go to one? Well, several reasons, actually. The first one was after the last several years of COVID and not being able to see a whole lot of people, we were really looking to make a lot more connections and really just be with other pet sitters in person we also wanted to connect and learn and keep pushing our business forward and hear input from others about some of the ideas that we had.
0: Well, and also you had applied to talk at the conference. <laughs>
1: that, <so>. is, <laughs> that was a big one. <laughs> that, that is true, right? And because I, I wanted to do that because we've talked about on the podcast that we, I believe and we believe that it's important for more people to be applying to speak at conferences, to be sharing their stories and such. And so I decided to take a dose of my own medicine and to do that. So I did give get to give a talk about imposter syndrome and identity as a pet business owner and how we can wrap our brains around overcoming that and bringing the community together around that.
0: And it was a great talk.
1: Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. (laughs) It was very very well received and I'm very appreciative for everybody uh, who was there and who who cheered me on. Uh, Getting to this conference wasn't really easy.
0: Well, phys- physically, it was it was a very long drive.
1: <laughs> it was it was a total of what fourteen or so hours in the car yeah. for us, and eleven or so of that was with our four and our six year old. As we after we dropped them off at grandparents, so getting there was 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 tough for us. I mean, even before that, though, about four months before the conference, we started letting clients know that we wouldn't be providing overnights or daycares for that week. We started letting them know that all visits would just be a hundred percent our staff, and that. We had to get that, they had to get on our schedule early because we would be really limited with the number of people we'd be able to service that week.
0: We also started preparing our staff to be 100% independent of us without backup. If they had a question, they could still call us, but we wouldn't be there to take over visits or problem solve in person. So we did a lot of training and walkthrough with our clients and setting expectations for visits and then obviously for staff as well. We also helped our staff have good time management skills, and we really helped plan out their routes and their visit order and what dogs needed to be seen when.
1: And with all that prep work, naturally, the week of the conference, we had a snowstorm (laughs) and multiple, multiple last-minute bookings, and our staff handled it beautifully. They really did amazingly well with everything going on.
0: But it was really made possible because we could continue to operate at some capacity, while being away. We were still able to make money without physically being there.
1: If you are a solo sitter and want to attend a conference, it can be tricky. So you have to decide whether you are going to refer your clients out to somebody for that week so that they can continue to get service. Or maybe you have a backup sitter that you can refer them to. Or, Or maybe you just tell your clients, I'm not able to help you at all this week, but I will pick you back up next week.
0: But no matter which one you choose, make sure you start that process early, way in advance, So that everyone is on the same page. You know you've officially blocked out that time and your clients know what to expect. Once we got to the conference, we arrived the day before and we made a conscious effort to start setting aside the distractions. But that was pretty hard.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I have never taken so many new client phone calls as I did while we were driving through Oklahoma. Yeah. It's insane. So I don't know if that's a new marketing tactic. Just take a drive through Oklahoma and get a bunch of new business. (laughs) Well, plus on top of fielding phone calls, while at the conference, we had alerts and messages to attend to on our phones, whether those were client notifications or whether those were social media pings, things like that, that wouldn't normally distract us because those are how we run our business. But when we were trying to focus and in the moment, listening to someone speak, these, these notifications, these normal distractions were really overbearing at times. And so we really did have to mute phones, set them on sleep mode and focus mode and set them aside face down and try our best to stay focused on what was happening in front of us.
0: But that was a good reminder that even though we have kind of removed ourselves a little bit from the business by having our staff do the drop-ins and the dog walks, we are not totally removed because we still are the one fielding the phone calls and doing the client onboarding and setting the schedules. And so it was it, it was good to know that we still have work to do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but we did set aside specific times, basically the breaks in between talks, to work on what we had to do and just try our best to keep up to date with everything. Otherwise, we really would have just sat on our phones the whole time trying to keep the business running.
0: And frankly, we had spent too much money and wanted too much out of this conference to let that happen.
1: <laughs> so after we had put away all of these distractions and were focusing, the conference had a lot going on.
0: The conference had different sessions, from a social media person to a team management person, and then Collins' talk as well, among others. But everyone sat in one big room, and one speaker came up at a time to present, which is actually pretty different than the conferences that we were used to attending back in the science and research world. They had they, their conferences were huge, like thousands of people, so they really ran concurrent sessions, and many multiple speakers were talking at the same time and multiple. Multiple rooms, So you really had to plan ahead and know exactly which ones you wanted to attend. So this was more of a small, intimate setting where people could ask questions anytime, and it felt very comfortable.
1: We also had an opportunity to attend several social events. One of the nights, they had something specifically called dinner packs, where everybody signs up to go to one of three possible dinner options. That way, you don't have to worry about eating alone or feeling embarrassed to ask where everyone is going to eat. And it brings a lot more people together. Now, while all of the speakers were awesome, uh, our favorite time was hearing the input and knowledge from those attending. And a good portion of those attending had been in business for coming up on 30 years.
0: Which is awesome because we obviously have not been in business for 30 years. So picking their brains of how they run their business, why they do the things they do, and really also just hearing their personal stories as well was really cool.
1: Yeah, or their input that they had that was on top of or above and beyond what somebody was asking during an open Q&A session. Having kind of the room answer it or give input was really neat to experience.
0: My favorite was when a woman who's been in business for 25 years was asking one of the speakers who had been in business for 20 years a very important question about her business. That was so cool that we, no matter how many years you've been a pet sitter or in the pet sitting business, you can still learn from others.
1: With so much going on, though, it is still hard to make sure you get the most out of these kind of conferences. So one of the first things that we had to do, and I recommend for you to do as well when you attend a conference, is to take notes, take notes take a lot of notes. It helps keep you focused, helps keep you present, and you capture a lot of ideas and back and forth that aren't really written down in front of you. And it's not just taking notes during the talks. More importantly here, you're taking notes about the questions that you have while somebody is presenting. That way, when the talk is done, you don't have to remember what you wanted to ask, and you can ask it right away or do a follow-up email to them.
0: Well, and especially since there are so many speakers and so many awesome topics and so much information to try to understand that when you can go back weeks later, months later and reference your notes, it is very helpful. Some other tips that we have for attending a pet sitting conference or really any conference (laughs) are sit with different people each day. So a lot of people will tend to gravitate to the same table or the same chair, but change it up. That's how you get to know different people. It will, if you're, especially if you're the first one there in the morning and you sit in a different spot, it will kind of, everybody else entering the room will kind of gravitate to a different area as well. So you can set the pace for people meeting different people. And with that, put yourself into conversations. This can be very hard for introverts like myself, (laughs) but the point of going to an in-person conference is to network with people. That That is the main reason. Obviously it's to learn about things, but you also want to get connected with others. I know there were two pet sitters who attended there who actually live in the same county of California, but they did not know each other before coming to the conference and they were able to get connected because they sat at the same table. That is really cool. So ask questions of people that are attending. Get to know their business and their story and then attend dinner with someone. Maybe do a startup dinner pack.
1: Everybody has to eat while attending a conference so pull a small group together, let them know what your dinner plans are and invite Somebody new that you maybe have, don't have connections with, so you can continue this networking. And while you're doing that, talk about random stuff. You can ask them questions about their business, about their story, about their why, but just get to know people on a human level. What are their interests? What are they planning for the future? What are some of their hopes and, and other things that they do on? What are some of their hobbies? That way you can start be developing some deeper connections and hopefully building some lasting friendships with people. That was one of the coolest things that I got to experience while at the conference was sitting at a table with a bunch of business owners who have known each other for over 20 years. And just how comfortable and familiar they are, how quickly they call people up for questions or conversations or reach out for help. And that kind of thing is invaluable to us as business owners and especially as pet sitters.
0: And then it's also important to share and exchange contact information or even Instagram handles. Go and follow each other so you can keep up with what you guys are doing even after the conference. Like we mentioned earlier, we wish that we had had more time to connect with everybody, to hear more speakers. But at some of these conferences, you don't really have a whole lot of time. Maybe it's just a couple days or a weekend. So focus on one or two of these goals. And unfortunately, you can't go to every event. You can't meet every person or ask every question of everybody. (laughs) But set up a list of things that you'd like to get out of a conference and prioritize them. So is your main goal going to be meeting other people? Well, make sure to get the most out of the networking events that they have. Ask other pet care providers about their businesses and pick their brains on why they do what they do in their business. Or are you going because there's a really cool speaker or topic that you want to hear more about? Make sure you put away all distractions, you take good notes, and you see if the speaker can talk more about the topic after they're done presenting it. Or maybe at a networking event, see if you can approach them and ask more questions about their presentation. When you are traveling to the conference or are already there, don't forget that you can use this as content for your social media, for blogs. Take pictures while you are there and share stories about what you are learning. People love that. People love to see that you are getting more educated about pet care, that you are making friends with other pet sitters. I know a lot of the clients and friends that we talked to didn't even know that (laughs) that pet sitting conferences exist, that a place for like-minded people, we can go and share and connect. It'll really elevate your expert status to your clients and potential clients. You can say, hey, I went to this thing. It was really cool. Pet sitting is a big deal.
1: And while you're taking your notes, write down ideas for blog topics or those social media posts while you're in the moment. I know there are many pages on my notebook where I wrote down topics that I know that we needed to cover or we need to bring to light or to reach out to people for extra questions or to bring them on for uh, blog posts or things like that, that we wanted to help share more information with our clients. One of the big ones for us was there was a presentation about Chagas disease.
0: Have you heard of that?
1: Yeah. <laughs> because we had not. We had not. And there's so much information there that now there's all these blog topics, all these social media posts, ideas that just came up while the vet was talking that I had to write down quickly so that I didn't lose those. And as Megan said, whenever you present yourself to your clients and to your community as somebody who's going to these conferences, doing these kind of events, and then bringing back this information, they love to see that. They love to see that you are investing in yourself because then they reap the benefits. They reap the rewards of you continuing to elevate and push yourself to learn new things. While we were at the conference, there was a question that came up about whether you should have staff attend a conference or not. And it kind of breaks down in a couple of different things. If you have an IC, you can't require them to go. You, you can suggest it or let them know that that's an opportunity that they can take advantage of, but you can't make them and you really can't pay for it at all. If you have an employee, you should definitely consider paying for their way to go to attend a conference like this, especially if you don't have the time to or you have a staff member who is just really chomping at the bit to get the most out of this and is really looking to excel in your company. And to make sure you get the most out of it with them, spend time after the conference debriefing. Have them do a write-up about what they learned, how they want to see it implemented in the company. Have them write a new SOP or start developing some more content for your company based on the things that they learned. And if they're really inspired, have them write a blog or do some videos for you so that you can continue to put them and elevate them and push them forward to make sure that they are getting the most out of it.
0: Yeah, give them a voice in your company. You can even have them write a session. Brief synopsis of the conference and present it at the next team meeting. If you are interested in attending a conference this year, there are several coming up. Pet Sitters International has an online conference in just a few weeks in March, and then they also have an in-person one at the end of September. That'll be in Ohio. And then the International Boarding and Pet Services Association has one in person coming up in September in Florida.
1: And then there's always next year with the Texas Pets Association having their conference in February as well. We hope to see you at an in-person conference coming up. Let us know if you have ever attended one in the past or maybe you hope to attend one in the future, and how you plan to get the most out of it. Natasha on the Ask a Pet Biz Coach segment this week answers the question, how do I make my life more than just my business?
2: I mean, guys, you want to remember, we're in business to have a good life, you know, and not the other way around. So we decide how the business is going to operate, not how the business is going to decide how our lives are lived. So if you say, you know what, I'm leaving my job or I'm going into this pet care industry, what should I do first? Well, the first thing you want to do is write down the life you want to live. Do you want to have a family? Do you want to have children? Do you want to travel? Do you want to just sit at the lake all day? Do you want to go fishing full time? What kind of life do you want this business to provide? When you write that stuff out, it's easier then to say no to the projects that don't fill you up and yes to the ones that do. So then you're super clear coat and you're not like, oh, my God, my client just asked me something and I really don't do it, but I feel guilty. And I think I'm going to. Whoa, whoa. OK, that's changing. the That's changing the dynamic, guys. Remember, we already wrote this out how I wanted it to be. If we take on this service, then we may not be able to be on the fishing lake for 10 hours because that's going to require something different. So stick to your guns on the way you want your business to operate to support your life. For me, it was full-time travel. So when I was doing boarding in my house, I was like, I'm so envious of all my clients who are traveling the world. I want to be that person. And then I thought about scalability on my staff and how I felt about them doing in-home boarding. And I was like, you know what? I think I can scale this business in a different way to support my true goals. So I shut boarding down and I was like, you know what? This isn't conducive to our ultimate plan of why I left my job, why I actually am in business. I want to travel full time and I don't want to look back and I don't want to be worried about what's happening. So I was like, you know what? No boarding. Everything else is beautifully scaled and I'm going to go travel. So you just got to be honest. By the way, boarding was a significant income. And I hear that all the time. Oh, but there's so much money if you drop that. There's so much money. Well, guess what? Money is not the value of your life. Money is just paper. And when we do something with money, we put the value to it. So do not sell your life.
0: (laughs) That makes sense.
2: (laughs) Stick to your guns on why you're doing this and why it has to make sense and i'm very passionate about this question because the burnout factor really kills my heart and if you're running around guys and we forgot and we forgot this and we're like i don't know where i'm going listen the business is, is taking over our lives let's stop completely stop and let's just reset If you guys follow me, you know, I reset in all things of my life and it's either going to be working or we have to reevaluate it, but something's not happening and we got to figure out what it is. Let's get back to the basics.
1: If you'd like to join Natasha's membership group, you can use the code PSC20 for 15% off. We want to thank you so much for taking your most valuable asset that you have your time for listening to us this week. We really appreciate it so, so much.
0: Thank you.